Welcome in everyone to our GSP Ace of the Day presented by DraftKings. Not the best Thursday for our picks for Ace of the Day. 0-2 in terms of the results we have finished thus far. I expected Jill Teichman to take Alina Svitolina the distance. I took the over 21 and a half games in that match. And to be honest, it was a match that if you watched, it really did feel like it could have gone the distance. Teichman up early breaks in the first and second set. She had chances to go up 4-3 in the second, a break of serve. She had chances to break back 4-4 all in the second set. She had chances again to run away with that first set as well, but it was that experience of Alina Svitolina 6-4-6-3, 19 games. Unfortunately, that one was a miss. We also had a funky parlay yesterday, as we always do. We took a couple of favorites and then threw an underdog in there to really juice the odds. We took Tsitsipas, Umber, Rude, Rybakina. The good news? All of them winners. Unfortunately, our fifth player, Ulysses Blanche, who was plus 250 against Pedro Martinez, and we said going in, Pedro Martinez was going to be a tough out. That's exactly what he proved to be. Too tough for Ulysses Blanche. Unfortunately, he falls short, so we're down $6 on the day. Now, Arena Sabalenka, uh, she is currently down a set 6-2, I believe, either 2-1 or 2-all in the second against Katarina Sinyakova. We had another about half unit on her to win a half unit in return, and she's obviously down right now, but I thought she was starting to find her rhythm, rain delay wiping away that match still. Uh, I... I'm going to keep faith alive. We're going to call that an ace of the day still in play now. Again, it's better to get those days out now than before the action at in Paris starts with the French Open. We'll have so many first-round matches early on, and of course, the action continues throughout the two weeks over-under spreads, you know, uh, in terms of money lines, in terms of parlays. We're going to be talking about it all, and of course, we're going to do it every day here on our GSP Ace of the Day podcast. We're going to be doing it in video form once that French Open starts, and for any of you out there who have yet to get in on the action, yet to take advantage of DraftKings limited time offer for you Cracked Ratchet listeners, here's how you can do just that. You're going to go to DraftKings.com, create your sportsbook account, and make a deposit. From there, DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. They're also going to, after you make your first bet, match that with a risk-free first bet up to $500. Just go to DKNG.co slash Cracked Open to play. That's DK kng.co slash cracked open. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITHIN in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. You must be 21 year old, years or older and in a participating state to take advantage of this offer. Deposit bonuses in DK dollars, which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Let's start talking about our look for Friday's picks for Ace of the Day. We've still got a couple of things to take care of before we focus entirely on the French Open. We've got the action for the ATP in Hamburg, for the WTA in Strasbourg. Of course, we've also got a couple of challengers finishing up. ITFs, as always, going on across the globe. So with that in mind, let's look at Friday's matches. Let's start to figure out where we want to go for our picks for Ace of the Day. Let's start with French Open. Open qualifying because, again, it's day, I think, now three for the women, day four for the men. Things really coming to a close, things hitting their finale 
we already know some of the players who have qualified for this year's first Grand Slam. Of course, by the way, feels worth noting the French Open singles draws coming out today. If you want to go get an early preview on those first-round lines, those first-round over-unders, if you want to see how the futures odds have been adjusted You can find all of that information with our friends on DraftKings, on the DraftKings Tennis Sportsbook. But in terms of tomorrow, let's start with the women's qualifying. They're a day behind the men. That means we've got 12 matches for them tomorrow in Paris. In terms of my winner, let's just go up and down the line. I have Haas, Nara, Leo. no, excuse me. These are yesterday's picks. Let's try that again. In terms of up and down the line, I have Kostyuk, I have Wong, I have Bara, Rakimova, Sharma, Yoro. Rus, Sheriff, Zarazua, Irani, Golfi, and Zavana Reva. In terms of the underdogs on the day, I had again Shinyu Wang plus 300 over Podoroska, Sharma plus 130, Jorovic plus 155, Irani plus 185, and Golfi plus 170. I will remind all of you listeners if you want to see the complete day's list of picks, the matches I feel comfortable enough to select, be sure to go to our website, crackrackets.com, where you can find these again, posted each and every day. I try and format it to make the most sense for you listeners. So, you know, again, if you have any questions, feel free to either slide into my DMs, feel free to comment in the comment section wherever you listen to your podcast. Those would be my predictions for the women's side. Again, as qualifying gets closer and closer to finishing these matchups, uh, become closer and closer to just being straight up flips of the coin toss-ups. Bunch of those on the men's side. In terms of the people I'm backing, you may accuse me of an American bias still. Give me Sock minus 105, and by the way, keep that match in mind. Sock minus 105, Corda plus 255. Give me Daniel Galan minus 125. I'm going to take Miljojevic plus 145. I'm also going to follow my heart. Take Copenhagen over Chechenato, plus 400. Michael Moe, even odds. Rodionov, plus 110. And then Silva, minus 105. Again, all those French open odds, pretty tricky. It's tough to find value because the you know the favorites are going to be heavy favorites. And then the other matchups are all toss-ups. So it, it's tough picking. You want to take overs on this day. You want to take, whether it be over two and a half sets, whether it be you know just over in terms of games. I think that's going to be a really good play. If you see any spreads exceeding four and a half, you know, five and a half games, that's a lot in terms of final round of qualifying spreads. So that's really the places I see finding value in qualifying today for the men and women in Paris. In terms of some of the other matches, for stayaways I have on the day, lots of fun doubles matches. People we've been riding all week long here. Gordonson and Hussler, Galloway and Hawk, they're facing off against one another. Feels worth mentioning Hunter Reese, Jan Linsky, two players we have, uh, we know from their college days. They are underdogs once again. They've been underdogs the past two matches. They've been on top in the past two matches. It's a new pairing, but they take on Rodriguez, Elvez, and Ramboli. They're plus 160 right now. Kind of like them there, but, you know, some of the double stayaways, Dodig and Pavic versus Kolhoff and Mektic, that's a stayaway. Roger and, Teca- and Tescau versus Piers and Venus, no thank you. Gornson, Hussler versus Galloway, Hawk, no thank you. Uh, some of the singles matches, Katarina versus Nava, Serendolo versus Echeverri, Kirkheimer versus Da Silva. Uh, those are all stayaways for me. In terms of the matches that's 
stand out in, on the ITF and challenger level. I like Hustler. I like Quincy, who continue to look better and better, folks. Again, that's why I didn't sell my stock on Gianluigi Quincy Island. I saw him win that junior Wimbledon. I know he's an IMG guy. He was always one of the top juniors coming up when I was, you know, I think he's a fellow 95er. And so I'm going to keep hope alive. At oldest, he's 25. There's still a lot of good tennis left to be played from Gianluigi Quincy, who sure has had others catch up to him physically, but is still capable of doing some pretty impressive things. He's minus 400 tomorrow over Martin Cuevas. I like him. I like Velati. I like Yashal O'Leal, who we've been also working with all week long. He's plus 130 over Ignatic tomorrow. Give me that value. I also like Alvarez Morones. I like Gar- uh, Verona. I like Garcia Perez. I like Graceman. I like Patrice Hadid Maya. I like Andreev, and I like Holger Rune. Uh, in terms of the matches in Hamburg, and oh, there's one more challenger match. I like, I guess, two more, but they're in the bets I considered, so we'll get to them in a second. In terms of the odds, I like just where they are at. I'm not going to be betting on them, but I do think Elena Rabakina, minus 500 over Habino, those odds are poopy. You know, you're not going to get much value in that, but I do think she is going to win tomorrow. The weapon she has, the success she's had on clay comparatively to now Habino. We'll get to that in a second, but I do like her to win under 21 and a half games, minus 195. That's not bad value. Under two and a half sets, minus 275. That's not horrible either. I think, you know, all of the men's matches are toss-ups tomorrow. That's why I don't think I'm going to bet. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Rublev RBA, that's a toss-up. I could see that being a three-set battle anyway. You want to take the over two-and-a-half sets, you go for it. They've both played some physical matches of late, so I'm just afraid of touching that match in any direction. It could go so many different ways, right? There's a world where RBA gets Rublev stretched. There's a world where Rublev hits RBA off the court. There's a world where it's a three-set battle because the entire spectrum is in play. Uh, That's a match that's a stay away from me, although, again, the over two-and-a-half sets plus one third over 20 and a half games minus 195 you could talk me in to either of those for that match and again for RBA played three sets against Dominic Cope for four RBA uh, you look at just again everything he has done of late Bautista Agut he's a battler right he did it throughout all of Cincy he came back against Hachinov at set down he came back against Medvedev against uh, when he was a set down I he, he's just a grinder through and through and so I expect that match to be a battle. You know, Tsitsipas versus the Deuce, Deuce on Leivitz, Tsitsipas minus 225. And, you know, Tsitsipas, really high-level match for him today and getting a straight-set win over Paulo Cuevas. But the deuce is a tough out on clay. He's, you know, sneaky good, taking balls early, changing directions, being decisive. It's going to be a big hitting battle. Again, if you want the over in terms of games, if you want to take, you know, one of those fun uh, little uh, prop bets where is there going to be a tiebreaker in the match, I don't think that's a bad bet. Uh, It's a stupid one. You know, it's a little dumb one where you're throwing some things away occasionally, but I don't think it's a bad bet at all. And so, you know, uh, in terms of that match, I like... I like Tsitsipas. I like the over, you know, two and a half sets plus 143, but it's a stay away from me. And then for Kasparud versus Ugo Umber, this is purely out of respect for Ugo Umber. I think Kasparud obviously is a guy I love heading into this French Open, but 
Uko Umber can ball, folks. The definition of your modern player. 6'4", 6'5", fluid athlete. He's a lefty with a big serve who can make things easy for himself but can also grind a little bit. I think this match is going to be a battle. And again, over two and a half sets, I do like that. But it's a stay away from me in terms of picking anything on the money line because I do think that is going to be an either or. Now, in terms of the bets I've considered in terms of making my aces of the day, I mentioned all of those overs for the men in hum, in, uh, hum, in Hamburg. Yes, in Hamburg. I just think it's going to be a fun day of action. I didn't mention the Christian Guerin versus Sasha Bublik. We saw what Bublik can do when he serves well, when he's locked in from ball one to the ending, you know, till match point. But Christian Guerin, this is another put up or shut up. If Christian Guerin's going to make the second week of the French Open, and I know draws have come out, but just moving forward, these are the sorts of matches he has to win. Yeah, Bublik can be tricky, and if he serves big, he can beat anyone. But if Christian Guerin stays focused, sticks to his game, doesn't get frustrated, doesn't start hitting drop shots or playing along at Bublik, Bublik's tempo, he should win this match. And for Christian Guerin, he's looked really good this week. He's responded to every challenge. I said he's got to go out and beat Nishikori. He does that in his first match. I said he's got to go out and beat Yannick Hanifman. He does that in his next match. I think this is another one. Now, Garen minus 278. That's not the best odds, but you know that smack dab in the T zone or into the parlay zone. Excuse me. We'll get to that in a second. You know, I didn't mention Diego Montiero. He's minus 185 over Pellegrino. I think that's a battle. I think that's a match Montiero should win. Uh, I won't spend too long on it, but minus 185 that's not bad odds for a single match in terms of the underdog I like on the day I said this yesterday and got burned because Lorenzo Musetti did a number on Andrea Seppi and you know in terms of clay courts for his next opponent Musetti for Lloyd Harris clay has been the surface he's arguably been you know, I guess he hasn't played enough grass matches for it to really matter, but he's 233 and 88 on hard courts. That's the 73% win percentage. He's 27 and 26 on clay. He's made one final on clay on the ITF circuit in his career. It was a futures event back in 2017. And yet, I just love the decisiveness he's played with all week, the way he uses his serve to set up everything else. He's he's just held at ease, whether it be, you know, a 7-6-1-6-7-6 win over Arno Baldi, 7-6-6-4 over for Tangelo. Six and five today. Really good win over Salvatore Caruso. The fact that Musetti or that Musetti is such a heavy favorite, the fact that you can get Lloyd Harris, who's a top 100 player, by the way, folks, right now. Lloyd Harris currently sitting at number 96 in the rankings. Uh, the fact that you can get him at odds that are, un- that you can get him plus 275, that's a steal over Musetti. So we're going to take that. That's the ace of the day. And that's not to be disrespectful to the young Italian who obviously has looked so impressive of late. You look what Musetti has done. Wins this week. Straight sets over Seppi. Three sets over Tiafo, Straight sets over Gabashvili. Of course, last week he got wins over Meyer, over Zapieri, over Wawrinka, over Nishikori. I just like Lloyd Harris. You know, Musetti's never been to a challenger final, and certainly he's going to get to many of them on his pathway through his pro career. But Lloyd Harris is ready now to be a top 100 player, and I think he's ready to win this title. I think he's serving that well. I think he's moving confidently, playing confidently, being decisive in the shot selections he's making. And I, you know, Musetti, the one-handed backhand, I think Harris has the sort of serve that can give that backhand return a lot of difficulty. So, 
give me Lloyd Harris plus 275. We're only going to put half a unit. That's out of respect to Musetti, who's obviously one of the many talented young up-and-comers. Again, anytime you want to compliment Brandon Nakashima moving forward, make sure you just put slash Lorenzo Musetti in the tweet. But we're going to take Harris plus 275 over Musetti. That's ace of the day number one. Only one other ace on the day. Again, we're playing things safe as we get ready for all the action in Paris. Another bit of a parlay for you. We went 4-1 and one in the five-match parlay yesterday, so we're getting close. These odds not going to be as big as a yesterday's 11-1, to one, but give me Elena Rybakina, who, as I mentioned, minus 500 over Habino. I just think she's got the biggest weapon in that match. Habino's been really good on the clay this week, but I just think, you know, A, Ostapenko really could have won that match. It was a 6-6 six and six match. I also just think Rybakina is going to be more decisive, be able to hurt uh, Hibino in the ways Ostapenko did, but do it more consistently throughout the match with the return of serve, with taking balls down the line, moving forward, exposing the Hibino forehand. So give me Rabakina at minus 500. Now, obviously, those odds not the best. We're going to throw in Christian Guerin as well, minus 278 over Bublik. Now, if you just parlay the two of them, again, it's just going to, if it's just a Christian Guerin uh, as well as an Elena Rabakina, in a parlay that's honestly not the worst odds. You look at just the two of them together, it's nothing crazy, but you throw them in, it's minus 159. Now, that's not the best odds for a two person parlay. So, what are we going to do? We're going to throw our heart into the mix. And this is dangerous because Andre Kuznetsov, in his career, has been very good on clay. You look at what he's done in terms of finals. He's made, I believe, four, uh, 21 different Futures or Challengers finals in his career. He's won 14 of them in his career. A lot of these finals have come on clay. In fact, of his 21 finals, only three of them have not come on clay. But, but, but... I have faith in this Jack Sock. I think he looks fit as a fiddle. Jack Snock, Jack Snock, Jack Sock, sneaky good on clay in his career. He's 179 and 147. That's a 55% win percentage on hard courts. 72 and 41, 64% on clay. It gives him more time to set up the serve plus one forehand, get around that ball. And I just think he's on a mission. Both of these players have been thoroughly tested through qualifying. You look what Jack Sock's done to get to this point. Point. You know, impressive wins for him. Uh, simply put, for uh, for Andre Kuznetsov, we'll go there first. Three set wins over over Kavich, Three set win over Taro Daniel for Jack Sock. You know, he did it in dramatic fashion in his last match. It took him seven six in the third to get over number twenty four seed Bagnus. Of course, he beat Torpegard in straight sets in his first match. Jack Sock minus one fourteen right now against Kuznetsov. I'm feeling the value there, and you throw him in. With with Rabakina and Christian Guerin, you get them to plus 207. So let's make that our second ace of the day. And again, we're only going to bet a unit in total. We've also got some money still out on the table with Arena Sabalenka. But let's go. Lloyd Harris over Lorenzo Musetti, plus 275, 5 to win, 1375. And then we'll take the Sock, Rabakina, Christian Guerin parlay, plus 207, 5 to win, 1034. Of course, if you want to get in on the action, be sure to go to DraftKings. Be sure to use our promo code DKNG.co slash cracked open to take 
advantage of their limited time offer. Of course, if you want to hear more about this in upcoming French Open, be sure to listen to our other Great Shot podcast. Be sure to listen to our mini break podcast, and you can check out all of our preview content by going to our website, crackrackets.com. As I mentioned, as soon as the French Open starts, these are going to be videos, so be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of our upcoming content, whether it be draw reveals, whether it be our keys to our matches of the day. We're going to have a lot of fun content coming for you, and you don't want to miss any of it. So be sure to check out our website, crackedrackets.com. Like, rate, subscribe, review this podcast, the mini break podcast, Cracked Interviews, and Inside Out podcast. Uh, if you need those more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, whether it be for your with your own picks, whether it be looking for advice, I will do what I can. Feel free at Great Shot Pod. Shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff, for the of an editing job they do day in day out shout out of course as well to our friends at DraftKings I'll say it one more time be sure to go to dkng.co slash cracked open to take advantage of their limited time offer but with that being said for our wonderful super producers Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff our friends at DraftKings and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network I'm your host Alex Gruskin you know what we say hey great shot and may the odds be ever in your favor. We'll talk to you tomorrow, everyone.